Hello and welcome. My name is James Dunn. I'm the Executive Director of the British Chamber of Commerce, Shanghai. This is our third episode of Season Four in the Live Lounge Podcast Series, where we invite our member to shed light on the recent maternity leave extension policy, the overall background, and the advice for businesses. Hosted by the Chamber's Business Committee Manager Francis Song, this podcast interviews Vivian Jin, partner and New York State admitted attorney at Ray by Law Firm. The firm is a member of the PwC Global Network of Firms. Without further ado, let me hand over to Francis and Vivian. Hi, Vivian. Thank you for taking your time today. In late November, Shanghai government announced that women can now take 158 days of maternity leave, an increase of 30 days. One day later, Beijing authorities also announced a similar extension of the maternity leave. So, can you please give us an overview of this policy change, like its background and also the consideration from the legal point of view? Uh, thank you, Francis, for the question. Um, we are talking about some really new and、uh, heated discussion issues right now. The local regulation has been amended in various provinces and cities in China, including Beijing, Shanghai, Tianjin, Zhejiang Province, Chongqing, recently. So, eligible employees will be entitled to extended period of maternity leave and parental leave. And the family leave also been carried out in a few cities, and will be in more cities which are still in discussion for employees who are only the only child in their family. So the changes will lead to some impact on the labor cost for employers in the mainland China.、Um, I think all of us who are discussing right now、uh, need to. Have a further discussion first, because it's because the new three-child policy has been、uh, implemented at the national level. As we all know,、uh, in the end of May this year, there is a central decision on optimizing the birth policy to promote a long-term balanced development of China's population, in which a married couple in China has been encouraged to have two or three children. And they're being promised to have more supporting measures to put in place to support this three children policy. And what we have discussed and mentioned is one of the aspects from the labor regulation perspective at the provincial and、uh, municipal level to、um, promote it. The、uh, new policies and the supporting measures. So, as you just mentioned, in Shanghai, the female employees' entitlement to extend their maternity will be increased from 30 days to 30 days. And for married couple who give birth to a child in accordance with the relevant regulations, each parent will also be entitled to five working days as parental leave per year before the children reach the age of three. This is something really good news for the working parents. And similarly, in Beijing, female employees' entitlement on extended maternity leave is up to sixty days. And for married couple, they also will be enjoined five working days of parental leave before the children reach the age of three. And the holiday arrangement for maternity leave and、uh, parental leave. Was clarified a little bit compared with the prior version of、uh, relevant documentation. So we, in general, we think this is really good news、um, for working parents. It's also the great support from the province and the city level
uh, to uh, promote these three child policies promulgated by the government in central. Yes, um, this revised regulation has definitely provoked heated discussion in the workplace. Um, while it is quite welcomed by most working parents, it could potentially pose some challenges for um, many companies. So how do you think companies should respond to this policy change? For example, like their HR policy updates, um, recruitment and workforce planning. Yes, Francis, you are absolutely right. Employers in these cities, including Beijing, Shanghai, Chongqing, and other provinces, should carry out some following compliance measures in a timely manner to ensure that the benefits provided to the employees um, at city level, provincial level, and the national level in compliance with the new statutory requirement. And uh, they should avoid the potential employee benefits um, infringement which could lead to some labor disputes. So um, in terms of the internal policies, according to my experience, there are at least two ways that a company could um, review and update it. Well, it totally depends on how their existing internal policies is being prepared. Some company has some very broad and uh, um, the regular wordings. They don't use a particular days to um, refer to any particular uh, entitlement of paternity leave, parental leave, and uh, carrier's leave previously. So that would be an easy way to, um, to face the new statutory requirements. But for some other employees who such as only have one entity in Beijing or Shanghai, they may have a very clear specific reference of employees' paternity and maternity entitlement. So when the new rules provides additional benefits and entitlement to the employee, it will involve the employer's uh, timely review and update of relevant rules to ensure that they have the right specific type of leaves and refine their procedurals for maternity leave, paternity leave, and parental leave. So after revising the employee's handbook, employers should also consider to carry out a employee consultation process to ensure their new policies are effective to all relevant employees and to be binding in future, according to Article 4 of China's labor contract law. And of course, the employers will also um, face some management uh, and HR management challenges in future um, because it always um, involves some unclarified or uncleared points in terms of maternity leave and parental leave right now. I could give you some examples, um, such as how can um, the exam extended paternity leave and maternity leave be taken. Is this possible to take separately? It's a frequent question being asked by the employee involved. So in the event that exempted maternity leave overlaps with some statutory holidays, the question will be, should the employee be granted with days in lieu of such statutory holidays? And another Another uh, example could be, um, will a female employee who has taken or 
they are taking the paternity leave will be entitled to the extended maternity leave immediately right now. And how to determine the uh, eligibility for applying additional maternity leave. So for example, does it include a situation uh, of remarriage? Does it include foreign nationals or employee from Hong Kong, Macau, Taiwan, who were already taken uh, as a, uh, um, treated as exactly the same entitlement in other aspects under China law? So all these questions should be uh, considered, discussed, within the company and HR management team, company management team in advance to make sure the company has uh, fully prepared in terms of the entitlement and the relevant benefits such as employees' salary during uh, the entitlement. Do you want to talk something about the workforce planning, like how the companies can prepare themselves for the expected, for example, like more female workers? they might have to take the maternity leave and how they can cover the labor during that period of time? Well, yes, this is, um, I think it's a legitimate concerns from the management team, um, but I, I, I don't think we should be um, over-concerned about this issue. Of course, there will be new challenges in mobility, um, staff ability, and uh, stability of their workforce. Um, but um, normally, we consider these cases are um, sporadic in nature, and it could be um, unusual for mass occurrence for cases, right? Um, sometimes in a particular industry, um, which carry a higher female-male ratio, uh, such as the traditional manufacturing industries, the cotton factory, um, the, the, but I think the impact could be uh, access in advance because alternative workforce arrangement has always been available uh, for the management and the company to consider, such as um, non-full-time employees and the labor dispatch, outsourcing employees. And right now, we also have a lot of flexible uh, workforce platform could provide the market with temporary and flexible working arrangement, which we always think is a good news for employers to consider. Of course, there are some uh, uh, risk assessment, compliance requirements in terms of all this type of alternative workforce arrangement, uh, but it should be manageable. And we could provide a further advice from the legal perspective and the HR management perspective if needed. And another question is, um, some people, they're also concerned about um, the extension of the maternity leave could um, lead to the hiring bias. So how do you think this policy will impact the gender equality in the workplace? Well, uh, as I said, I think the overall challenges should be manageable by the local and group HR uh, in multinational companies. Um, the hiring bias should be over addressed and it should be overcome, in my uh, opinion. Uh, but I understand um, the extended entitlement of maternity leave, parental leave, paternity leave could be some kind of a, um, a cost burden uh, to small and medium enterprises, especially in this overall uh, challenging economic situations in the past two years and probably the following three to five years. But 
it is our opinion that um, at least this is the statutory requirement and all the employers in China uh, should put relevant policies and uh, measures to ensure uh, a full compliance by law. And this is also a topic that we have been discussed in terms of the ESG considerations. The overall relationship in the societies such as among the company, its employee, the neighborhood and uh, the society. I think it's also a very critical chance and also an opportunity um, to help the Chinese company to consider how to develop a concept, the new concept of ESG, which not really familiar in China yet, but it should be a hot topic in the following years. And this is a good chance to help the companies to build up a good culture in their company, such as a already fully discussed topic in the European countries about the inclusion, the diversity, how to drive from this perspective to help the development of uh, the company culture in Western countries. So PRC companies and should also try to find its own path of development in terms of social awareness and legal development. This should be taken as a good opportunity to consider these issues rather than, um, my personal opinion is, shouldn't over address the concerns about the hiring bias, even though in reality, it might happen in some companies, but in overall, um, I, I don't um, over concern about it. Yeah, like you said, I think any new policy or regulation revision may cause some uncertainties in the very early stage for different stakeholders, but eventually it would benefit the entire society. Um, thank you again, Vivian, for sharing your insights on this issue. And also thank you for listening. This concludes the episode in our Live Lounge podcast series. If you would like to get in touch with the speaker or have further questions in regards to the topic, please contact the chamber. My name is James Dunn and thank you for listening.